We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Las Vegas Summer League is back. <laughs> and Chet Holmgren with the round the two-handed flush. What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast post-game edition as the Thunder beat the Summer League Warriors 90-82. to I'm your host for the evening solo show tonight, Jacob Niffen. We are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. Again, this was, I believe, the second-to-last game in Vegas for the OKC Thunder, and they defeat the Golden State Warriors 90-82. to The rest of my co-hosts are enjoying their Friday evenings, so your boy gets stuck with the solo pod tonight. But that's all right. We're going to have some fun. So if you guys are joining in the live stream, get those comments in, those questions. We'll get to all of those. If you listen to the podcast version, just thanks for listening. Really appreciate that. Before we get started, I want to let you guys know about a few things. Number one, make sure you check out our new and improved merch store over at cottonbureau.com. We've got some new Chet gear up I think you guys will love. So make sure to go snag your Chet Holmgren shirt before the season starts. Also, if you have not yet, go drop a five-star rating wherever you download our podcast from. If you do that, take a screenshot and DM it to us on any social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and I will mail you out. We have a handful. I got them right here. A handful of these awesome holographic uncontested stickers so shoot your five star rating over to us on social media we will get you some awesome awesome stickers all right let's dive into this game we're probably not going to make this podcast a super long one uh, but i think there are some important things to chat about first pre-game we got an update from thunder pr that usman jang has a chip in his right wrist uh, I've questioned, is it a Lay's? Is it a Doritos? That's a really bad joke. I apologize. Uh, he has a chip in his right wrist, uh, so he is missing the rest of Summer League. He will be good to go for training camp, though, so that's good. There, It's probably just a precautionary thing. I don't know if it's going to require surgery or not. We also learned that Trey Mann would be out tonight uh, due to that rolled ankle that he got in, I forget who they played the other night, um, but so Trey and Usman were going to be out. And then shortly after we found out that Chet was going to sit, Josh Giddy was going to sit and Poku who hasn't played in Vegas yet was also going to sit. 
So a lot of the big names out tonight for the Thunder, that left a starting lineup of Lindy Waters and J-Dub in the backcourt, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Vete Krejci, and J-Will in the front court. So a pretty interesting lineup. Uh, everyone else who was available did get minutes. Uh, Abdul Gaddy, Jaden Shackleford, uh, Omorui, I hope I pronounced that right, and Gabe Brown. Uh, I want to talk about a handful of these guys. So let's uh, let's just dive right into these starters. Um, the, the stat line that should jump off the page to you tonight, that that seeing the way they played should give you a lot of confidence, for me is Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Uh, J-Rob had 29 minutes tonight, shot 7 of 11 from the field, 64%. He had 15 points, 14 rebounds, 2 assists, um, only 2 turnovers. We've mentioned it a lot on like on this show, but J-Rob is just, he is so consistent. He is so fundamental. You know what you're getting from that guy every night. It's it's never like, okay, J-Rob's out there. I'm interested what he's going to look like tonight. No, it's a lot of players have waves up and waves down and waves up and waves down. J-Rob is just a smooth sailor, man. You you always know what you're going to get. He was matched up on Jonathan Kaminga tonight at the four. Kaminga did have a pretty nasty spin and dunk on J-Rob in, I believe that was the third quarter, sort of the third quarter. Um, but if you ask me, Jeremiah Robinson Earl drastically outplayed Kaminga. Uh, again, J-Rob had 15 points, 14 rebounds, two assists. If we go look at Kaminga, Kaminga was 5 of 15 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. Yeah, he had 16 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 7 fouls, 2 turnovers, um, especially in that first half. I just thought that Jonathan Kaminga did not look well at all. Um, and he's young and he's got a long runway, but I mentioned this on Twitter tonight. I wanted to bring it up on the show as well. Going into last year's draft, we started to hear a lot about how the Golden State Warriors wanted to draft Josh Giddy at seven. But since the Thunder took him at six, he wasn't available. And so they went with Jonathan Kaminga instead. I think that's probably like the, the highest upswing player they could have taken there. But Josh, going from Josh Giddy to Jonathan Kaminga, are two drastically different players. Like Giddy, six foot nine, probably what, like 210. Um, not a lot of athleticism there. Giddy doesn't move laterally like crazy fast. He doesn't jump crazy high. He's not super quick, not a quick twitch guy. But I mean, we've all watched Giddy. Incredibly high basketball IQ. His feel for the game is just off the charts. He's always going to make the smart, right play. You never have to worry about Josh. The complete flip side of that coin is Jonathan Kaminga, who is built like a truck, is just an insane freak athlete, especially vertically. Uh, I don't think he's super quick twitch and shaky. Uh, somebody tonight on on Twitter said that Jonathan Kaminga is more like an Anthony Edwards athlete, like I'm going to bully my way through you and jump over the rim versus I'm going to shake and get around you kind of like a, a Jalen Green athlete. I um, I don't know, just total polar opposites. Kaminga, 
kind of a low IQ basketball player. Doesn't really have any feel, uh, not a lot of skill there. Just a freak athlete that you want to put a put a basketball in his hand. So, uh, but I thought Jeremiah outplayed him tonight. I thought Jeremiah had a very very good game. I think I've said it on here before. I'm going to say it again. My personal belief is that Jeremiah Robinson Earl is starting for the Oklahoma City Thunder on opening night next to Chet Holmgren and that it will stay like that unless somebody completely outplays JRE to the point where you can't justify it anymore or JRE gets out there and is just horrible. And I don't see JRE being horrible at all. Um, I think having that guy that is fundamental, consistent, um, does all the little things, I think that's a perfect guy to have next to Chet Holmgren in the front court. Um, I know Baisley started a bit last year. I think Baisley is, if he's getting minutes this year, he's coming off the bench. That That's kind of where I'm at on that. Uh, so J-Rob, definitely the, the guy that jumped out for me tonight. Um, guys like Gabe Brown, uh, Omar, Omar Rui, uh, Shackleford, uh, those guys all had like good scoring games, did some nice stuff. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on those guys because I don't think they're going to play like any minutes for the OKC Thunder during the regular season. I want to kind of focus on the guys that will play for OKC this year. Um, so let's jump into those guys a little bit more. Lindy Waters, the third, uh, three of eight from three tonight. Those are the only shots he took were threes. He played 13 minutes, uh, nine points on eight shots, two rebounds, an assist, a steal. Like he was okay. I don't see him playing a whole bunch this season either. Uh, there's just way too many mouths to feed, too many guys to develop on this team. Also, a lot of you guys are getting comments in on the, the live stream here. Please continue to get your comments, your questions, your thoughts in so I can get to them at the end of the show. Uh, so let's talk about three guys that, that I kind of focused on tonight. That would be J-Dub, J-Will, and Vete Krejci. Um, Jalen Williams, Jay, Jay Will, the center, 28 minutes tonight, 27 minutes tonight. I thought he had his, probably his best performance in a Thunder jersey yet tonight. Uh, he was four of seven from the field, one of two from three. He ended with nine points, five rebounds, four assists. I wish I could see how many charges he took because it was like three or four. Really showed off the passing chops once again. Uh, with four assists, or he just reads the floor really, really well from the top of the key. Our guy Derek Murray, who was live with us um, in the Blue Wire studio, God, how long ago was that? Just like four or five days ago, uh, mentioned that that Jay Will is just like this great passer from the top of the key. I think he showed that again tonight. Uh, matched up against James Wiseman, and I thought did a really good job using his body, um, rebounding the ball. Had five rebounds. Two of them were offensive. And then really in that second half, started to show off some of the scoring prowess. He had uh, a nice, it wasn't an and one, but it should have been, off a J-Dub no-look pass, kind of in like semi-transition. He caught it, took the bump, fell back, floated it up. He had another, I think it was a, like a left one-handed lefty, like turnaround, kind of fading push shot. Uh, he hit a catch-and-shoot spot up three. Some nice stuff from J-Will tonight. I think he's going to get a lot of G-League minutes. This year, that's kind of where I'm at with him. When you look at the Thunder front court, I think Favors and Jermichael Green are out of here. 
that's going to leave your front court for guys like Chet Holmgren, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Darius Baisley, Mike Muscala, uh, Usman Jang. I think those guys are going to soak up a lot of those front court minutes for OKC. I think J Dub could even play some minutes at like the four. Uh, really, they're just going to play him as a wing, um, not as a big. I think it's it's more beneficial for us to look at these positions as like ball handlers, wings, and bigs. So those guys I listed, I think, are going to be your bigs. I think they really like J Will, and I think he will get some NBA time. But I think they're really going to prioritize some G League minutes for him uh, to really get his feet wet and kind of help him climb that ladder of the the competition level, right? I would say G League is going to be a little bit better or probably on par with Summer League. Um, and so he needs to, to get a lot of burn there and then work his way up to the actual NBA roster and getting rotation minutes. I don't know if he'll get actual, like be in a rotation night to night this season. I, I, I wouldn't expect that personally. Um, but I, I think he's got an opportunity, right? He, he kind of, another guy kind of like Jeremiah, he does all these little, little things, all these small things that are really helpful. Uh, let's talk about the other Jalen Williams, J dub, uh, played 30 minutes tonight. He rolled his ankle there in the third quarter, um, was down underneath the basket, got back up, stayed in the play. Uh, and then subbed out and immediately went to the locker room. And I was a little worried, but he came back and he finished out the game. So seems like that injury is is uh, no big deal at all. Uh, he is fine. I don't know if we'll see him in the final game. Um, they might just play a whole lot of the the G League guys and the the end of the bench guys in that final summer league game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But J-Dub, he's impressed us so far. He did so again tonight. This kid, he's awesome, man. I really like him a lot. I mentioned with Kamiar the other night on the postgame that J-Dub and Mikhail Bridges' measurements coming into the league, basically identical. Mikhail was an inch taller than J-Dub. J-Dub's wingspan is like an inch, um, I think two inches longer than Mikhail's. They're both the same weight. 
they kind of have the same offensive game. I think J-Dub has a little more juice on the dribble uh, with the ball in his hand, but they've both proved that they can cut, uh, that they can hit an open shot, that they can finish at the rim. J-Dub's line tonight, 4 of 11 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3. Uh, really let me down at the free throw line, 2 of 7. If he hits his free throws, he's at 15 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, and a block. Uh, but missing 5 three free throws, it's kind of an eyesore on his box score. But 6 assists tonight. And here's the thing. I, I mentioned this on Twitter tonight as well. Really want to talk about it here. This summer league coaching staff is really exploring putting J-Dub in a ton of different situations to see how he responds. Because at Santa Clara, he was the primary ball handler. He was their point guard. But just in Vegas, we saw him start. We've seen him come off the bench. We've seen him offensively be like completely off ball, only catch and shoot and cut. We've seen him like tonight be completely on ball, being your primary creator on the floor. We've seen him guard point guards like Matt McClung tonight. We've seen him match up and play 30 minutes against Jabari Smith Jr., who is very clearly a four and may get time at the five in the NBA. They're just putting this kid in tons of different situations to test him out and see what he looks like and figure out where he's at. And I love that. I think this kid is a jack of all trades. He's going to fit with any lineup. I, I I think we talked about this the other night on the show, but I can see situations where uh, it's a Tuesday night in November uh, and Shea Gilgis Alexander um, has a sore ankle and is out. So they start Jada. And then Lou Dort um, is out on the second night of a back-to-back. So they start J-Dub. And then Chet Holmgren uh, is out for rest. So they start J-Dub. Like, I think almost one through five, you can st- you can put J-Dub in there. He he can play as a ball handler. He can play as a wing. He can't really play as your big. But, I mean, we saw him match up against Jabari Smith Jr. I think the versatility is so wide with this kid. There's so many things he can do that you just want to throw him out there. You want to get him time. And I think we're going to see that a lot. I think he's going to get a ton of burn in Oklahoma City this year. And back to my Mikhail Bridges comp, Mikhail was a year older when he came to the league. I have really high hopes for J-Dub. Really, really high hopes. And somebody somebody tweeted at me tonight and said, the kid is a, is a great off-ball cutter and finisher. You absolutely love to have that next to Josh Giddy and Shea. I mean, you can imagine Chet is spotted up off of a pick and pop. Um, Giddy is spaced out to the one corner. JRE is spaced out to another corner. Um, Shea drives downhill. The defense collapses. And here comes J-Dub on a backdoor cut uh, for an easy lob and dunk. Like, I think we're going to see that a ton. The dude, like, he's just so cerebral. Really, really impressive stuff. Again, the only eyesore for him tonight is the two of seven from the free throw line. Last guy I want to talk about tonight, and then I'm going to hit some of your guys' questions and comments in the chat, is a guy that really impressed me tonight. He is a guy that I think is very much in those 
five or six players who are going to be in competition for that last roster spot. And he showed me some stuff tonight that I'm interested in, and I wouldn't mind him keeping his spot on the team or maybe getting converted to a two-way. That is Vite Krejci. Vite tonight was four of 10 from the field, two of six from three. Uh, he finished with 10 points, seven rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block. And the dude was just making stuff happen. I love to see the assists. He had some really nice passes. He had a pull-up three, a spot-up three, uh, some nice finishes at the rim. He just, he looks like he has more juice. It looks like he's a little more nimble, a little more confident, a little more athletic. And I wonder if for the first time in being in Oklahoma City, his knee is finally feeling right. Uh, when the Thunder drafted him, he had an ACL tear. They brought him over to the States to help him rehab that whole first season. That second season, he played G League minutes. Uh, he got bumped up and, and played some NBA minutes, especially at the tanking stuff at the end of the year, but didn't look to have a whole lot of athleticism. There's still been times in Summer League where he's been blown by off the dribble uh, as a defender, uh, hasn't moved great laterally. But tonight, some of the fluidity to his game, uh, to his movements, rebounding the ball, uh, pushing it in the break, his size, his height, he's like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, There's just some interesting stuff to him. I think he moves the ball very, very well. Uh, I think he does have a really nice jump shot. I'm interested in Veet, and I think he's going to be, like I said, in competition for a spot. Um, he's going to be one of these guys that's fighting to, to keep his contract or possibly get waived. I'm getting to the point. I, I like him a lot. Like, I think he is fascinating. If right now I had to choose between like Veet and Teo and favors, I think I'm taking Veet. Um, Teo's fine, but I can go find a guy that's like six, three, six, how tall is Teo? Six, four. Um, who is going to be a backup point guard and a game manager, I can go find those guys like a dime a dozen. But if V gets it all put together and can be this role-playing, pass, dribble, shoot, uh, six-foot-nine, fluid forward, those guys are a little more difficult to find. I'd rather take my risk trying to develop him over a guy like Teo Malado. So we'll see. But I V impressed me tonight. I thought he played pretty well, pretty well. Uh, let's look at the Warrior side real quick. I already talked about Jonathan Kaminga. Again, the kid is young. He's got a long runway. He's scored like a lot of points in his last summer league game, but it's like crazy inefficient. Uh, like I mentioned, I think he's just a freak athlete. And if he can eventually put it all together and get the mental part of the game, the IQ part of the game, the feel part of the game, he could be really good. Um, but I just, he hasn't impressed me in summer league at all. Uh, James, James Wiseman tonight, 20 minutes, only took six shots, four of six from the field, uh, made all of his threes, which were one five of eight from the free throw line. He ended with 12.7 rebounds, two assists and a block. He looked fine as well. Um, besides that, nothing sexy, nothing exciting. Matt McClung had five points on nine shots. Um, you know, whatever. So after tonight, the Thunder have one more summer league game. 
they did not make the summer league championship. They had to win by like 26 tonight and they only won by like eight. So they didn't get there. Sorry guys. They won't get the NBA summer league ring. So what do you do? But let's hit some of these comments before we get out of here. Um, Anthony says, I think Jay will is going to be okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to need some time, Anthony, but I, I think he will get there as well. Um, Anthony also says in his after game or post game interview, he said he had been a little nervous. What a great place to work out the nerves uh, in summer league. And I'm excited to see what he does in the preseason. But like I said, I, I think he's going to get some G league time. Uh, Niner by nature says Poku is disappointing. It seems as if he did not get any better. We'll see what the regular season looks like. I think Poku will get regular season minutes. Massive, massive season for Poku. This is year three. This is where he's got to start putting it together. He needs to not go to the G League. He needs to to prove that he can be a regular part of the rotation. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with, with Poku. Uh, Thunder D said, JRE Ballin. He took a step forward in Summer League, at least. Yeah, Thunder D, like... He got more um, rebounds and points tonight. But if you told me that JRE is going to average 10 and six next year, I'd buy it, right? I, he's just so consistent. I think he's going to do the same thing for you um, night in and night out. Niner by nature says, I thought J-Dub nickname was Santa. No, we're not going with the Santa nickname. Niner by nature, not into it. We're going J-Dub. I tried to get Lil Bill off the ground. Uh, nobody was into it, so... I think we're just going J-Dub. Uh, Carrie Cicero says, what's up, Jacob? I spent some time with Carrie out in Vegas at Summer League. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome dude. Uh, really glad we got to link up, Carrie. Uh, I hope your drive home was well. Uh, what else do we have here? Thunder D's got my back. He says, J-Dub is Lil Bill. I like it. Um, any other big ones? Carrie says, after watching what J-Dub and our, and our young guys, what is your over-under on wins this season? Haven't made that decision yet, Carrie. Still mulling it over. But we will have uh, coming up like in a couple months, I guess, probably in September, we will have our, our massive like season preview podcast. Uh, we'll definitely get our predictions on air then. Uh, Niner by nature says Lindy waters better make the team. I think he'll keep his two way spot at least for now. Niner by nature. Um, Thunder D says I was really pleasantly shocked, uh, at, I think he's talking about Jay will, uh, and containing Wiseman physically Wiseman looks like a beast. Yeah. Wiseman is massive. Uh, but yeah, I thought Jay will did nice drew a bunch of charges. The dude is incredibly vocal. Even on the TV, you can hear him talking defensively. Uh, at Summer League, being close to the court, you could really hear him. Oh, goodness. Carrie says he got home at 1245 a.m. What a drive. Uh, Joseph, I think, is saying 52 as far as wins are concerned. <laughs> Joseph, that is very ambitious. Um, and Carrie says, don't blame you on not having my decision made for win totals yet. It's so hard. I think it went up a little for sure after Summer League. I would agree. What did they win last year? Like 23, 24? Um, I think a popular number right now is like 30 as an over-under. Um, it all depends if they pull the plug. If they pull the plug like they did last year and play Shackleford and Xavier Simpson and um, who the hell el who the hell ever else, 
I don't know if they get there, right? But if they push everybody, if everyone stays relatively healthy, plays like 70 games, they were a good defensive team last year. And now you are adding maybe the best rim protector in the past seven, eight years in the draft. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. They they need to be better offensively. Uh, they need to shoot the three ball better. They need better rim protection. I think they can improve on all three of those things. I'm not saying they're going to be great at those, but I think they can improve on those next year. And if they do, they're in a good spot. So, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this post game. This solo post game as I went 26 minutes by myself. Shout out to me, man. Out here grinding. Nah. Um, hey, I'm working on a really, really cool podcast guest um, that is very relevant to some. Oklahoma City, like the city itself, slash Thunder news, information, uh, discussions, uh, working on getting that scheduled. So I don't want to say anything yet until I have it in stone, but it'll be a really cool one. Actually, if you want to go dig into the archives of the uncontested, it is a recurring guest. He, if he comes on, it will be time number two that this guest has come on. Uh, so really hoping to get that. Uh, so be on the lookout. That'll be really fun. We will be back with you guys Sunday night with our typical Sunday weekly live stream, 9 p.m. Central Time. So make sure that you are subbed to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Go drop that five-star rating. Take a screenshot. DM it to us on any social channels. I will mail you out some stickers. Go check out our merch store. Buy yourself some some, some check gear, some Shea gear, some Lou Dort gear. Whatever you want. We got Trey Mann gear. We got Josh Giddy gear. So go snag your stuff. And we will talk to you guys on Sunday. Until then, and as always, under up. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.